John chapter 6 verse 63, Jesus said, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. A warm welcome to the refreshing word of Calvary Baptist Church. You are in for an uplifting time in God's word. Enjoy the message. Thank you for being available to join us as we hear the word of God coming to you from Calvary Baptist Church of the Ghana Baptist Convention. Have you joined us yet for the Pagash service taking place at the Shashi campus? It started not long ago and I invite you to join us. It's a contemporary service, that is, it's a service designed with you in mind. Just come, dress casually, come to hear music, watch dance, drama, bring your friends and loved ones, we study the Bible, read the Word of God, we preach 11 to 1, and you'll be glad you did. Come to Pagash service, as we love to call it. It's exciting. We'll be there to say, Akwaba, you are welcome to the house of God. Come. And now let's pray as we hear the word of God. Gracious God, we are before you today. Thank you for the opportunity to hear your word. Speak to me, speak through me, speak to your people as we hear you gladly. In Jesus' name, amen. For the past few weeks, we've been looking at the books of the prophets, the prophets of the Bible. We looked at Ezekiel last week. We'll look at Ezekiel again. And today's message is from death to life. We saw the prophet Ezekiel. If you were not with us last week, we just learned that when times are bad, when times are difficult, when people become rebellious against God and God's ways, he always has a prophet. A prophet is somebody who hears from God and tells the people what God is saying. It doesn't mean that the prophet likes what he's saying or he knows exactly how it will happen, but they are a messenger of God and they deliver God's word. And if it's a true prophet, what he's saying would happen. That's a test of whether the message came from God or not. And sometimes the things that they say have a long-term effect. It may happen 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, 100 years, 2,000 years after. So, for instance, the birth of Christ was prophesied by Isaiah long before it happened. So we know Isaiah prophesied about Jesus. Ezekiel was a prophet and a priest. He served in the temple. He saw the rottenness there and obviously he was grieved by it. God also sees it. He sees all the rottenness around us. But instead of people complaining, complaining, and complaining, and losing hope. Last week we saw how God called Ezekiel and said, Look, you Ezekiel, I am appointing you as a watchman. A watchman, in those days, as today, must keep look must be alert and attentive, check intruders, correct them, drive them away, 
or warn the people in the house what is going to happen. Ezekiel warned the people. They didn't listen. They went into exile. And when the trouble came, they were discouraged. But God wants them to know there is the God of mercy. See, God is not interested in anybody perishing. When you are a human being and you have a dog or a cat that you love, when that cat dies or that dog is killed by a car, you grieve. When you lose an animal, you grieve. When you lose a loved one, you grieve. So I'm speaking a word of comfort to somebody today. That grieving is not easy. May God comfort you. So why do you think that God who made you is interested in you dying spiritually and in you being separated from him? No. Even when you have sinned against God, he wants to restore you by saying, come to me, come to me, my daughter, come to me, my son. I'm willing to forgive you if you repent. Remember the prodigal son? He repented and the father took him back. So God's prophet Ezekiel, God led him to warn the people. They didn't listen and surely they were taken into captivity. And he was also included in the captivity. He was in trouble. He was in exile. But God again gave him word, the word of hope, found in Ezekiel chapter 37. We know that as a valley of dry bones. But before we properly understand 37, Ezekiel 37, I'd just like to read for you chapter 36, some parts of it. I read from verse 22. Sometimes we talk about the Word of God without reading the Word of God. So this day, I just want to read the Word of God. Try and read it slowly and meaningfully to see whether you will get the reason for 37. You see, God had punished these people because of their sins. They were in exile. So for them, all hope is lost. But what is God saying to them? So I'm reading Ezekiel chapter 36. From verse 22 to the end, and then I will now take 37, which is the message from death to life or the valley of the dry bones. Verse 22 Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, It is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am God. I am the Lord, declares the Lord God, when through you, I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I'll take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanliness and from all your idols 
I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. You shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers and you shall be my people and I will be your God. And I'll deliver you from all your uncleanliness. And I'll summon the grain and make it abundant and lay no famine upon you. I'll make the fruit of the tree and the increase of the field abundant, that you may never again suffer disgrace or famine among the nations. Verse 31. Then you remember your evil ways and your deeds that were not good, and you will loathe yourselves for your iniquities and your abominations. It is not for your sake that I will act, declares the Lord God. Let that be known to you. Be ashamed and confounded for your ways, O house of Israel, that says the Lord. On that day that I cleanse you from all your iniquities, I'll cause the cities to be rebuilt and the inhabitants to occupy the waste places. I'm stopping at verse 34. Praise the Lord. Here's God telling your people what he will do for them. Saying, I will do it, I will do it, I will do it for the sake of my name. What I'm saying today to you, my friend, is that the world we live in, the people around us, the community in which we live may be difficult, but it should not be an excuse for us. If you say you are a child of God, you are a Christian, to stop doing the good things, to stop witnessing, to give your life to Christ, or things are hopeless. So this boy had gone into exile and he thought, well, now that we are in exile, look, as they say, if you cannot beat them, join them. But God is telling them, that is not the end of the story. You have disgraced me. You have caused people to laugh at me. You call yourself a Christian, but sometimes they say even an unbeliever is better than you because you cheat, you lie, you take the bribes, you are corrupt like them. But look, it should not be like that. You will live again because... I'll put my spirit in you. And then Ezekiel was wondering, how will this happen? And God now gives him a vision. So chapter 37, the valley of dry bones is a vision. Let's read it, chapter 37, verse 1 to 4. The hand of the Lord was upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of the valley. It was full of bones. And he led me around among them. And behold, there were very many on the surface of the valley. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, Oh, Lord God, you know. Then he said to me, Prophesy over these bones and say to them, Oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. 
So here we see the death. We were dead. The spirit showed Ezekiel the valley of dry bones. It was a symbol of Israel being dead spiritually. They were dead. They were not listening to God. He was showing him the valley of dry bones. There was nothing there. The Bible says all those who live in the pleasure of the flesh are like dead people. You read that in 1 Timothy 5, 6. You say, look, but she who is self-indulgent is dead even as she lives. So you just please, please, please yourself. It means you are dead. Please yourself means your spirit is not alive to God. You don't hear God. If you hear God, you just choose to do the kind of things that you are doing. So some so well for this man is a worldly man or worldly woman. Can anything good come out of them? So that's the deadness of the world. What happens? Such people, oh, they don't think that anything good will come out of heaven or they don't even believe in heaven. But God said, those people can live again. Ephesians 5.14 For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, he says, O sleeper, awake and rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. John 11.25-26 I am the resurrection and life. Whoever believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. See, Christ came to show that dead people can live. So, the lack that he saw, the things that God was promising, Ezekiel, how can it happen? So God gave him a vision, this valley of dry bones. I want to show you, Sini. I want you to see what I'm able to do. So God said, okay, how will they happen? And so we see again in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 3 to 10, how God said it will happen, how it happened. You see, today, I just don't want to just be telling you, but to read for you to hear and see and just imagine. Let the Spirit of God interpret these things to you. All right, so God said prophesy. So now he says, so I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them. And they lived and stood on their feet, an exceedingly great army. Hallelujah. He spoke the word of God. See, God says, come alive, come alive, come alive, come alive. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up and our hope is lost. And we are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, that says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will bring you to the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people, and I will put my spirit within you, and you will live, and I will place you in your own land, and you shall know that I am the Lord I have spoken. And I'll do it, declares the Lord. Hallelujah. So God spoke to Ezekiel. And Ezekiel repeated God's word and made some powerful confessions, I believe. He said, dry bone, come back. Come back, come back. And 
if you're a student of the Bible and I encourage you to read it, you see how the various parts were coming together. How he saw the various bones coming together. One by one, they came together. They came together in front of him in that vision that he saw. They said, what? God can really do this? God can do this? Yes, God is not interested in dead bones. He's interested in you. He's interested in you because he made you in his image. He made you as his son. He made you as his daughter. And he said, you go. So, when God asked Ezekiel, can these bones live? Ezekiel, ah, well, you know, God, you know, a very intelligent one. Because that answer means, God, you are the greatest. Only you know. With God, all things are possible. I don't know the mind of God. I don't know the will of God. But I know the power of God. That whatever he wants to do, he can do it. You see, God can do it. He spoke and the world came into being. So Ezekiel as a priest knows the word of God, knows the power of God. But he cannot determine what God wants to do at a certain particular time. Unless he reveals it to you. Unless he reveals it to you. Then God said, you prophesy. So what does he ask him to do? Some confessions, some declarations. Live, live, live. How did he do it? I wasn't there. But I can imagine, he said, bones come together, sinews come together, ligaments come together. That is past. What is he telling you today? Today, he's telling you, my mind focus on God. My spirit focus on God. My mouth declare the goodness of God. I shall live and declare the goodness of God in the land of the living. My eyes do not look and enjoy evil. My body, no. Live, live for God. You are a temple of God. My heart, go after the things of God. You see, so you are after righteousness. Because God said, that says the Lord God to these bones, behold, I will cause breath to enter you and you shall live. You see, it's similar to what Jesus said, that he is the one who will cause people to live. So you see somebody living in sin, doing all the wrong things, you are praying and praying, praying for them, that they will truly become consecrated, dedicated servants of God. Because the power of God to do it. Said, and I will lay sinews upon you, and will cause flesh to come upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a sound, and behold, a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. Hallelujah. Bone to its bone. Then he goes on, and I looked, and behold, there were sinews on them, and then flesh came upon them, and skin had covered them. The man could see these kind of things happening, everything happening. Life put to the dead people, Bones came together. They had flesh that had no life before. In the same way, a man may be physically alive, but spiritually dead. And as you speak the word of God, God will be using you to bring life to that person. Look at verse 9. 
And he said to me, Prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, that says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe in this slain, that they may live again. So here, what do you find? Ezekiel was told to prophesy and ask the wind to blow upon these bones. So, what was the result? So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood on their feet, an exceeding great army. Hallelujah! An exceeding great army. Life came into the bodies, and they became a great army, filled with life, filled with power, filled with what God really wants them to do. Oh, my listening friend. Oh, my dear friend. You see, what were these living things? They are living human beings. They were dead, but they are now alive. People have been crying and praying and praying to God for a revival. A revival means God visiting his people and they returning to God spiritually, morally, and psychologically. And that is what many of us believe will cause our nations and the world to live again. A mighty revival sweeping across the earth. The knowledge of God, doing the will of God, floods the whole world. That's what God desires. And Israel has become a symbol of what God is able to do. Not the people Israel, the nation Israel, how that was established. But let me not jump ahead of myself. Let me just take us to the end. So how does that living, living army work? Ezekiel 37, 11 to 14. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost, and we are indeed cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and raise you from your graves. O my people, I will bring you to the land of Israel, and you shall know that I am the Lord. And I'll put my spirit within you, and you shall live. And I'll place you in your own land. Then you will know that I am he, for I have spoken, and I'll do it. So, the bones were symbolic of Israel, which was spiritually dead. There appeared to be no life, no hope. But God brought that nation again in 1948. Then he said in verse 12, what he said, God promised that the Jewish people, wherever they are, they will be gathered. Prophesy, the graves will open from north, south, wherever they will gather again. It's not only about Israel. North, south, east, west. When we send the word of God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him, north, south, east, west, they will come. They will come. They will come to him. I saw some pictures recently of people having a prayer meeting in Ukraine, some in China, some in India, singing Jesus shall reign wherever the sun rises. And I could not understand those dialects, but I knew what they were singing. People from the north and the south and the east and the west declaring that God through Christ is their king. In the same way, though a man is dead in sin, God can restore them to life. And that is why he's keeping you alive today. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, turn to him. 
or if you know somebody who doesn't know him, give that word of God to them. So if personally you are dead because you have become so discouraged, so disillusioned, you have gone deep into sin, into occultism, into demonic fetishism, or you are discouraged because of the sins of the world or the pressures of the world, the poverty, the sickness, the troubles, I stand on the word of God today and I ask you to make this confession. He said in verse 13, And you shall know that I am he, Lord, when I open your graves and raise you from your graves, O my people. So I'll say this to you. Say this to the Lord. I know that you are my God. Open my grave, the grave of sickness, the grave of poverty, the grave of confusion, the grave of bondage to the devil. I'm coming out of it. I'm coming out of it. I'm coming out of it in accordance with your word. Lord, because you love me. You are making that personally. Say, Lord, I'm coming out of it. Because if you brought dead people, dead bones to life, at least I am alive and I can hear your word. Look at verse 14. Say, and I'll put my spirit within you and you shall live and I'll place you in your own land. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. I've spoken and I'll do it, declares the Lord. So what has God got for you to do? See, he's telling the people from death to life. He's bringing them from death to life. Somebody had died. Things had died, meaning they thought the end had come. They had been buried. Now why is he bringing them to life again? Because he wants them to fulfill a certain purpose. So now that you made that declaration in verse 13, can you remind the Lord, Lord, put your spirit within me that I will live. Lord, help me to be the proclaimer of your word. Bless the work of my hands. Bless my family. Lord, deliver me from this sickness. Then I will give glory to your name. My father and my mother who do not know you, I shall speak the word to them. My friends who do not know you, I shall speak your words to them. May they come out. May they come out. May your spirit rest upon them. May they know that I am the son of the living God because you have used me to prophesy to them. So Ezekiel, my friend, is not only a prophet for those last days. It's established for us how God can make you a watchman, how God can use you to bring life to dead things. Yes, he prophesied that Israel will come back again and he came back. And today, Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Will you stand on that word and ask God to help you be an instrument to evangelize, to bring people from death to life? God said he will put his spirit within man. Is his spirit within you? Otherwise, ask him, Lord, fill me with your spirit overflowing. Let your gifts be made manifest in me. Let your spirit be made manifest in me. Let your power be made manifest in me. Lord, give me a new mind and a new heart to follow you. He said, I will have my law written on their heart and you will obey the Lord. Say, Lord, I want to be yours all the days of my life. All the days of my life. So we can end this sermon by singing together. All to Jesus I surrender. All to him I freely give. Why? Because he has raised you from death to life. And he's going to use you to raise others from death to life. Stay blessed. Ezekiel shows you 
and even the dry bones can come to life and you can come to life to do the work of God in these latter days as his anointed apostle, witness and messenger. Stay blessed. Amen. Ah.